Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Greetings, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa at QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? Well, I am well. I've made some progress on my research for the perfect cup of tea, which is very important, of course. Um, Now, for me, a good cup of tea is a very dark, very strong cup of tea. One that, as my mum says, you could stand your spoon up in. Um, None of this, is it a hot cup of milk? Is it a hot cup of water? What actually is that floating in that cup? No, none of that, thank you very much. Strong, dark tea. Um, So I have been trying to find the best way. I thought I had with this tea strainer thing that I got. It's like a modern version of a tea strainer. Actually, it was called a floaty. And if I was naming a modern type of tea strainer, I might have come up with a different name for it. But anyway, um, so I thought that was working well, but it didn't seem to retain the strength of tea that I like. I know this is fascinating for you, Um, but I have perfected something this morning that's very exciting, groundbreaking research. You put your water, your boiling water in your cup, first of all. You then add the milk. I know, strange, bear with me. You then leave it for a minute, then put the tea bag in and remove when it has reached the appropriate colour for your satisfaction. And henceforth, the ultimate cup of tea has been delivered. Very pleased, very happy about that. Um, so yes, just sharing that that with you. No need to thank me. Uh, I know it's fascinating. Anyway, on to books. So in this episode, I'll be talking about two books I've just finished, uh, some news, a surprise read, and answering a listener's question. So let's get started. So first of all, I finished yesterday an audiobook and it's called The Wall by John Lanchester. Now, I had mentioned this before when I was talking about books that had been newly published in paperback and ones I wanted to read. Um, and so I decided to listen to it. It's a dystopian book. It's very different to his others. I read uh, Capital and watched it on the television. Again, I know I mentioned that before. Um, but that that book was about the financial crisis and the impact on, on people living in London. Um, this one is set allegedly sometime in the future, but is it really that far in the future? And it's about um, a wall that's been created to safeguard people inside of the wall. And every person has to give two years service, like national service, defending the wall. And the main character that we meet, Kavanagh, 
uh, is just about to start that that two years service and it's about his experience there and the story of him and and what happens um i f- i found i really enjoyed it i the ending was a surprise i'm not going to say any more than that um i do like a dystopian book it's definitely not ya um some interesting themes you could see it as a merge really of 1984 a bit of Games of Thrones in terms of like the North Wall and the defence of that. Um, and it's just something that you could see happening actually quite soon and the restrictions placed on people, what they have to do to defend their land and what price you pay for that. Uh, so, yes, I really enjoyed that. I think I haven't done a rating yet on Instagram. I think it's going to be a nine out of ten. Or I might give it an 8 out of 10, actually. I'm not sure. It wasn't the best I've read this month, certainly not this year, but it was better than the reviews had said. So I went in with lower expectations and did enjoy it. It was quite thought-provoking. It was just the ending, but I won't say any more. Now, the next book I finished is, of course, Drumroll, The Testaments by Margaret Atwood. I'm going to assume that you've heard or read about The Handmaid's Tale, the book, the TV series, and talk about this second book and all that's gone around with it. Uh, I went to see the live screening on Tuesday night of the interview with Margaret Atwood talking about this new book and there were three live readings from the book. So we had Lily James, obviously from Mamma Mia and lots of other films, Sally Hawkins, um, who was in The Shape of Water, I think it was called, uh, and Anne Dowd. Now, Anne Dowd played Aunt Lydia in The Handmaid's Tale. And I'm not going to give any spoilers away. I don't want to. And those people who have done the readings have been... um, They've had a lot of publicity about it, so I'm not giving anything away. I have to say I was disappointed with Lily James and Sally Hawkins. There were errors. There were mistakes in their reading, which I was not impressed with. Um, But Anne out, oh, my goodness, can she perform? Incredible actress, great delivery, took her time, looked at the audience... Uh, really sent sort of shivers down your spine thinking about the character that she played and what she was reading. Phenomenal. Great interview with Margaret Atwood. That woman is as sharp as a button. Actually, buttons aren't sharp. So as sharp as something very sharp, which would be a very sharp knife. Anyway, Margaret Atwood, astonishing. The interview was okay, but what she was talking about... Um, about equality, about the work that's going on around the world, all the terrible things that are still happening and what pushed her to write this book Um, and, in essence, the sort of political climate that that we see. So what did I think of the book? Um, It's very different to The Handmaid's Tale, I'll say that. I have read that Margaret Atwood said she wrote it in perhaps an easier style to read than the first because she thought some people might just have watched the TV series and were coming to it from that. It's She's been very clever because she didn't write the TV series, but she has, in a way, paid honour to some of those elements. So she has combined her book and the TV series, and it doesn't follow on um, to the to 100%, but there are key themes that it draws on that, that were dealt with in the TV series in which The Testaments follows on. The Testaments has three narrators um, whose identity isn't initially revealed, so I'm not going to say any more, uh, but you're led to believe that one is quite a young girl, one is a slightly older girl 
and then you have a, an older woman as well. And you come to Gilead some time hence um, from when we left it. When off Glen was put in the back of the van and she didn't know if she was going to a place of danger or a place of safety. So The Testaments is a book about hope and about fear and about change, I would say. I really enjoyed it. Was it a 10 out of 10? No, no, it wasn't a 10 out of 10. I wanted more from it. Oh, was it a bit predictable? Oh, maybe I'm being harsh. I mean, everyone should be reading it. I'd give it a nine, probably a nine out of ten. Um, I, I mean, I just think Margaret Atwood is an amazing woman. Oh, the other thing that happened is that when I sat down to watch the live screening, you see, as with any of these sort of things, that the audience arrives and sits down and then the interviewer makes the announcement and she was saying that, yes, she was about to interview Margaret Atwood. But first of all, they were just going to show a brief summary of a documentary on Margaret Atwood that was going to be launched later in the year. So that was all great, really interesting to see um, and see where she writes and just some more background on her, really. And then it cut to the Hay Festival, which is a festival in Hereford in England every year. It's sort of the end of May for a week, all about books. It's absolutely brilliant. You'll hear me talking about that a lot more. And Margaret Atwood was there last year. So it cut to the Hay Festival and I thought, oh, gosh, I, I know that very well. And then it cut to Margaret Atwood walking through with the handmaidens and uh, the handmaids. And I, I thought, oh, yes, oh, gosh, I was right there. And then it cut to another scene. I thought, oh, that's actually me. So I was sitting in the cinema watching myself and there was no red carpet. There was no drum roll. It was very sad, listeners, very sad indeed. But anyway, there we go. That's my claim to fame. I've been on a live screening with Margaret Atwood. Fair to say that if you blinked, sneezed or just glanced down at your bag of chocolates, you would have completely missed me. But never mind, it's a claim to fame and I'll grasp hold of it for all it's worth. So that was the testament. Now I want to talk to you about some news. I should have like a news jingle that goes with this, but I haven't. So anyway, news. So I was reading the bookseller magazine last night. It comes out, well, I get it on a Friday. And they were talking about books that are coming out for December, so Christmas opportunities. And it struck me that there are quite a few books that focus on quick solutions. So we had the seven-minute body plan. Um, there was Feel Better in five, which is like a daily super plan to charge your life. Uh, five Minutes in the Evening, another one was called, which was a journal for reflection and rest. So quite a few, as I say, focused on short, sharp solutions. That's fine for me. Great. Five minutes, seven minutes of exercise a day just means there's more time then for raiding the biscuit box, which obviously is a downside, probably not what they were intending, but never mind. Um, there was another one called The Art of Rest by Claudia Hammond. This one sounded quite interesting. It was talking about how to unwind, which, to be honest, I don't need help showing me how to unwind. I just need the time, but never mind. And in it, it lists the top 10 most restful activities. Number seven, apparently, is a nice hot bath. And number one, of course, is reading, which we know because we love books, don't we? Another book was called The Comparison Cure, and I thought I should be reading this. It's by Lucy Sheridan, and it's how to be less them and more you. How often we do fall in the trap of comparing ourselves to others, and hopefully some tips on how to stop doing that. Again, probably reading books is a good way. 
Uh, and finally, another book that caught my eye was called The Unexpected Joy of the Ordinary by Catherine Gray. And this is about how everyone, not everyone, a lot of people have high anxiety and high expectations and how instead we should just focus on small individual positive things like you made a cup of tea and it tasted nice. I suppose another one could be it was pouring with rain and you went to park outside a shop and there was actually a car park space right outside the shop. And I guess that could work. It's so easy to dwell on the negatives and not think about these small positive points that could add up to a lot more. Uh, I'm not sure I'd want to buy a book about that, but never mind. So clearly books coming out in December, the non-fiction ones are about doing things quicker and being happier. Whether that all goes hand in hand, I'm not so sure. But anyway, there we go. Now, I want to talk to you about a surprise read. Don't know if you've heard of this one before. It's called In Your Defence by Sarah Langford. Um, and the strap line is Stories of Life and Law. I read it when it was in hardback, but it's available in paperback now. Sarah Langford's a barrister, and what she's done is put together various chapters. Each chapter deals with one case that she's handled. She's changed the names and some of the circumstances to protect the innocent or the not-so-innocent. And I found them, on the whole, very interesting. Worth a read if you're interested in the legal system. As I say, it's non-fiction which can actually make some of the stories even more compelling because it's just awful sometimes how the legal system can let people down despite the best of intentions of people working within it to to help everyone. So, um, yeah, well worth a read. So that was my surprise read. So next I have a listener's question. Thank you very much, Florence, for your question. Now, her question was, do I like to drink my tea or coffee out of a mug or a cup and saucer? Good question. Mug every time, I'm afraid. I do like a bookish mug. And I just feel by holding a mug in your hands, it's just very calming and soothing and lovely. I am talking a lot today about hot drinks, hot beverages. This is obviously the hot beverage newsflash podcast. So I apologise if you're not into teas or coffees, um, but you could put other drinks in there as well. In fact, talking of drinks in mugs, can I tell you a secret? Oh my goodness. So I do occasionally like a glass of wine. I'm not advocating drinking or anything like that, but occasionally a glass of wine. Thank you very much. And we had a relative staying with us who was very anti-alcohol. So I got out my mug and I'm afraid I poured in a glass of white wine and I said it was lemon and ginger tea. I'm sorry, that's very bad of me, but you won't share that with anyone, will you? Don't tell anyone. No, that's fine. Thank you. Anyway, enough about mugs and drinks and everything. Uh, if you've got any book suggestions to make, if you've got any beverage suggestions to make, do let me know. I'll be thrilled to hear from you. You can email me at quickbookreviews at outlook.com. I'm on Instagram and I'll be back again next time. With more bookish chat, more book recommendations, and I can't wait to catch up with you then take care and have a brilliant day bye-bye that's enough books said no one ever you've been listening to the quick book reviews podcast see you again soon planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway like european linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. 
and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 